So we met through our medical field background, <laughs> and then we were actually we were going to get married in we were going to get married in Costa Rica, a destination wedding, and uh, we went there, checked the place out. We we gave a deposit. We were going to do. We we're going to make our family, everybody, travel over there. Well. After a few days, I got sick. Like, just leave me alone, it's not good. She went to the pool bar and hung out with, made some friends. Meanwhile, I'm stuck in the room for days. And then, you know, she was having a ball and then, you know, everything was still a go. I was like, I'll get better, whatever. It was still, plan was destination wedding. Then she got sick. I think it was the ice or the water. I don't know. Who knows? Holly and Joe Beerworth, thank you so much for being here on the Venue RX today. Uh, I'm really excited to chat with you both. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. We're excited. Yeah, we're excited too. This is going to be a fun chat. You guys have a beautiful venue. Um, you know, like I was saying before we, we got on, just doing the research on your venue before getting into the show here, it's gorgeous. You're using a lot of really cool um, marketing things in your website. So kudos to, to both of you for what you built. Yeah, thank you. Let's go back. I love a good origin story. Um, let's go back and hear a little bit about how you got started. Um, where did the name Bending Branch come from? Um, you've got such a cool quote on there. I hope you guys share that a little bit. Yeah, it's a good quote. That was actually from the previous owner is a good friend of ours. Mm -hmm. um, your love will last forever if it's, it's strong, strong enough, enough to, to bend. bend. Yeah. Bending Branch Ranch. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we've had a few bookings, actually, people that booked the venue because that spoke to them. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know that's our spot, you know? Yeah. So they they literally chose us just on there, you know? Yeah. Slogan. The slogan, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's a powerful slogan. It's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. It's yeah. very true. Take me back, um, you know, before actually before venues, before the wedding and events industry, what did the two of you do professionally and kind of how did you get to that place where you were considering buying a venue? So I I don't think that that was in our plan was to buy a venue. No. Before running, before owning the venue, I worked in a hospital system as an operations manager for a home health agency and- I worked for a competing home health care agency locally. Interesting. So yeah. Sales and business. Yeah, sales and business. <laughs> and that's how we met. I called on her office, you know, so, and she didn't like that because we're te technically competitors, but I had a little different twist on it, you know, <laughs> service areas and stuff. So I thought, well, I'm not here as a competitor. I'm here to I'm your be, friend. yeah, I'm here to be a resource for you for yeah. the the patients that you can't take care of out of your service area. So that's how I, she didn't like me coming to her yeah. office, but. Very territorial. Yeah, very <laughs> It didn't go well for me. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but apparently, I mean, it did something went well. So yeah. at some point, something went well. So we met through our medical field background. Mm -hmm. And then we were actually. We were going to get married in Costa Rica. We were going to get married in Costa Rica. A destination wedding. Beautiful place. La Mariposa, which is butterfly in Costa Rica. And uh, we went there, checked the place out. We we gave a deposit. We were going to do. We we're going to make our family, everybody travel over there. Well, after a few days, I got sick. Like, <laughs> like I, that's unflattering. Yeah, sick. yeah, unflattering. Like, like just leave me alone. It's not good. So um, we asked that she went to the hotel or the the she went to the pool bar and hung out with made some friends. Meanwhile, I'm stuck in the room for days. And then you know she was having a ball. And then you know everything was still a go. I was like, I'll get better. Whatever it was still plan was destination wedding. Then. She got sick. I think it was the ice or the water. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Oh, no. It wasn't so funny anymore, you know? Then I was at the pool bar and she was sick. <laughs> like, we, we can't. can't do this to our friends and relatives. No, you no. Know? Even though it's beautiful, we right. can't risk any of our friends and relatives having this experience at our wedding. Right. So then we nixed it. And then we were kind of at a pinch. Last minute. Last minute. We got to find a venue. We're like, we got to find a venue. And her friend, uh, and she was a fairly new friend at the time. She's like, oh, I have a venue. It's kind of a barn style ranch. And we went and checked it out. Holly and I was like, man, this place is beautiful. beautiful. I love it. I'm just right up my alley. I love the outdoors. It's quiet. Yeah. State parks and nothing but cattle and horses around the whole perimeter of the property. Yeah. You really can't see another house or any, 
you know, any other. But nestled in New Smyrna Beach, which is yeah. a quaint little beach town. Yeah, we're 15 uh, minutes from the beach, yeah. literally from the water, but we're in the middle of the country. So it's kind of crazy location. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best of both worlds. A little yeah. bit of country, a little bit of beach. Yeah, and it <laughs> had old trucks and waterfalls and, yeah. uh, you know, just the barn. Everything was just beautiful. I was like, hey, we'll do a we'll do. wedding here. It was her friend. So she, you know, she said, yeah, we'll get you right in. And we actually picked a Thursday, you know, because I was, this is the funniest part. I was on a budget, you know, right. I'm always on a budget. This is whether I am or I'm not, I'm always on a budget on a- mentally. So I was like, well, we could do it here. We can, you know, we can control the cost. It's probably going to be cheaper than the but Costa Rican thing. You see where that got you? Yeah, that you failed miserably place. because just months after we got married on a budget I here. You're buying the venue. She's like, oh, by the way, we're buying the venue. I'm like, there goes the budget. I'm just like, you know. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mid- yeah. So, so Holly, what, I mean, what happens from, you know, Dallas, there were some conversations about the budget to saying, hey, this is something that we need to pursue. Um, what what kind of changed during that time? Yeah, you know, I think that's a funny story, too. Um, I was talking with the previous owner. I think we were at the beach and she said, I think I'm going to sell the venue. And I said, well, hey, I think I'm going to buy the venue. I she was joking. At that point, there was no real thought around funding wait, what are we doing? Um, any of that. So I think we kind of jumped in a little bit blindly, but overall, you know, I'm business prepared. So I knew the property was stunning. Um, it's 10 acres in Florida. So I knew that that would hold value. If I could get people to the venue, I knew that they would love the charm. They would love us. And we were, you know, I knew we would be as dedicated to anything that we did as as we are to each other and to our families. So I was just kind of one of those things, if we build it, will they come? And I just, you know, had that faith and and we do we do love it. I yeah. mean, it is also well, very hands on. Almost every single wedding we're here either the entire time or most of the time. Yeah. And I don't just to make sure everything goes well and I think that was kind of the beauty and not knowing maybe what we were getting into. Um, because as I look back, if I would have known all of that's involved and just the different weddings, the different bride types. Um, the family dynamics that you experience, the just loveliness and chaoticness that exists in this industry. I think if I gave it too much thought, I would probably talk to myself out of it. So I think it had to be somewhat impulsive. Um, but then, you know, once you sign the paper, it's like, wait a minute, we're doing this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you. Well, and I'm curious, how did you, and, and, you know, be as general or specific as you're comfortable with, but how did you, um, how did you finance the property? Was it an SBA loan? I mean, some of my guests, you know, they, they do SBA, they do, you know, they use the small business development center, you know, some. Did a bunch of different things. Okay. Yeah. Cashed in retirement. Yeah. You know. I had an investment. She, she had a rental property yeah. in South Daytona. We sold that. Um, um, a little bit of um, owner finance. So the person that we bought it from, she owned it. So we had a term in which we had to pay the balance off in full. So, you know, you just get creative. And we were, you know, booking weddings. So we had some revenue coming in. So that was wonderful um, to help meet some of those financial obligations. Several very large balloon payments along the way. Um, We've written some extremely large checks. More any revenue revenue that came in, we're like, hey, we're doing really good. It went right, right right to which is fine, right? Because it's yeah, it's we're just putting money from this pocket into another pocket, so it's not going anywhere. And I think I had to explain that to you as we're writing some of those checks. Like, I still have not received a paycheck (laughs) as a vendor, petty owner. I I have not, I've spent thousands upon thousands, I have not made a dime. Right. But sometimes we'll love it. You just have to mentally kind of get behind it. And, you know, this is what we love. And we meet fantastic couples and we love their families. And so the reward is there, but you do have to pay your bills. And thankfully, we're we're able to do that. We try, you know, we try to give back to our couples by knowing what their profession is. So if we ever need, like our plumber, he's come out to, you know, he got married here. He's come out to do work for us. Electrician, our attorney. 
everything. All, every, um, <laughs> all our grooms or brides, we know whatever they do, we we keep track of their there. profession so that instead of using some stranger that we don't know, we'd use one of our previous couples, either the bride or the groom. Yeah. And we kind of keep it in the bending branch family that way, yeah. you know, and Keep we get to see our people again. One yeah. guy's an auto mechanic. I mean, every every trade, every walk of life. You know, you yeah. can you can imagine uh, one guy's uh, hardware uh, nuts and bolts. Yeah, we need nuts and bolts. We, we needed two thousand nuts and bolts for our saloon, which is a silo grain silo, but we're turning into a bar. It's a circular grain silo, all metal, corrugated <laughs> metal. So we're we're cutting a hole, making a French door, double French door entrance way, and we're calling it the saloon. That's funny. Cool. So it's going to be, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the inside of the saloon so that it'll when you walk in you're gonna think you're inside a giant wine barrel because I'm doing like wooden staves going vertically all the way 18 feet up all the way around and then I'll probably get some some black metal and then just screw that in so it'll look like a barrel. He's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks like inside us. So many yeah. fun things happening. Yeah, so that's the saloon and the saloon is now up. It's up. The, the slab is poured. The siloon is up. I still have to cut the French doors and do the wood inside, but the building is up. Yeah. So I, I really want to talk about like how you're marketing it, packaging, all the stuff, but I'm curious, are, are Joe, are you pretty handy? Are you guys, did you like contract out some of the things as far as the, like when you bought the property, did you need to go get contractors and construction, things like that? Or was it pretty much ready to go? We contracted a lot of it out. Um, to builders and like we have a paver guy who's also our paver guy's a groom, which is neat, you know? <laughs> um, so he did all our additional pavers. We had a carpenter friend of mine that I just met in the parking lot at uh, Home Depot and uh, yeah, he's can... not a groom yet, but- There's still uh, time. <laughs> yeah, he built he bu- built our additions to the uh, bathrooms. Our other groom is a is a full-on contractor and he built- But oh, you're handy. But I am handy, you yeah. I do, do some things. Most of it I do, I just don't have time because I have my- But you did keep his, job. yeah. I kept my job. She left hers. I kept my full-time nine to five in the medical field. So it, I could do it all and I try to do as much as I can, but- And there's some of those tradesy things that like you just can't do. Like he's yeah. not a plumber. We added bathrooms. I think to kind of answer one of your questions, this core of it was here. Um, we added a- you know, some different flows, some different processes. We had in some bathrooms, but I think the the big of it was already here. The majority of it was the already- owns, yeah, yeah, the owns were here. We just kind of polished yeah. it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I think they- I yeah. do all the yard work and the maintenance, right. you know, pressure washing, painting, all that. When you took the property over, were there existing weddings booked or were you running with a yeah. clean slate? Yes. Yeah, and we honored all those um, without- Payment, really. Yeah. Some of them without payment. Yeah. And the premium owner had already collected the funds, but we were like, well, we can't charge them double. So we just, yeah. It was part of our purchase. But it was good for us. It was um, experience, Learn, yeah. right? Like we didn't ever do weddings before. And, you know, how do you know how to do a wedding? Um, you know, how do you learn? So we were excited and nervous all at the same time, especially me. I think a lot of people, Joe has great ideas and, you know, if I let him go, I don't, there'd probably be a circus here on the property. But, yeah. um, you know, a lot of people look to me and they're like, what do you think about this? But to some, to some degree early on, I didn't really know either. You know, I didn't know what worked, what didn't work. Our wedding was here, but I was a very passive bride. Just, I don't care about centerpieces. I, you know, I just want my friends and family here. So it was really good to have those previously booked weddings so that it gave us experience. Um, and we experienced the good and the bad through those, which was awesome, you know, because you don't want everyone to be so easy and so great. We had a one bride that challenged me every step of the way and the previous owner had booked her. Um, but and she's very type A, you know, she came with the trifold board. I think I ran out the front door, you know. Yeah, like, she, she initially scared us. But because um, she wanted what she wanted and very, she yeah. wasn't settling. But um, I grew to love her and she actually became a wedding coordinator for me now just because she was so detailed. So a lot of, I would say more than yeah. half of our wedding coordinators are previous brides um, or, you know, that we're good friends with her and her husband. Yeah. Now they have two so it was, Yeah, yeah. So it was, I mean, it's good. So not, you know, yeah. different styles, but it was good experience. So I, 
I want to ask a question about that just to dig into it a little bit deeper. But one thing I've I've just heard again and again and again from the two of you is you're using the property to kind of continue the property. Like you're using yeah. the relationships that you're you know developing. You're using even opportunities. You're going to Home Depot, right? And that's an opportunity for something for the property. But then you're pulling someone in. So that's so cool. I love that. If you were to go back and tell your future, your past selves about what you're going to get into. And this is really for someone who's listening to the show right now, who is maybe considering buying a property and they start doing some research on the internet and this episode pops up. What are you telling them as far as maybe some of the things they can encounter, brace for impact, avoid this. Do you have some kind of initial things for some of those first weddings that they're going to get? So I would definitely say this is not um, an eight to five. This is a sun up to sundown. You are 100 percent, 24 hours invested um, in not only your couples, but the property, their families. Um, All your vendors become friends because they right. once you get a good team of vendors, you kind of like to keep that flow. I think you need to build a good team. I think if, yeah, I would say first, just know this is a huge time commitment. Um, You can't have thin skin. So I would say you're going to hear everyone's opinion about your property and your space, and you just have to be thick about it and not take it so personal. Um, You know, I've had several tours that come through here and maybe the mom or the cousin has planned two weddings prior. So they are now experts at weddings and they know everything about everything. And you just kind of have to give them um, that grace and, and, you know, be interested in what they're saying and listen to them. But um, for sure, time commitment, not thick skin and just ready to. And yeah, your, your weekends are gone for like pleasure weekends. They're gone for during wedding season. Your weekends are spent working and they're 12, 14 hour days on your feet. It's, it's not easy. And, you know, you're helping clean up, you're helping the caterers, you're helping everybody, you know, just to be on the property. Otherwise you don't know, you can't control the quality of the event, right. you know, if you're not there. So as an owner, just hands on is the only way to go. Cause otherwise the property can get ruined, you know, uh, just build a good team. So You know, I think initially we let any vendor come in because we just wanted to be all inclusive. You know, nobody's excluded. But you very quickly learn that maybe this caterer or this DJ's not necessarily better, but just more respectful of your property and and easier to work with. And unfortunately, as a venue owner, you are, for whatever reason, you are the caterer, even if you're not. You are the DJ, yeah. even if you are not. Any one of your outside vendors right. is you direct. You. If the food's terrible, it's us. It's yeah. it's the venue, even though we had nothing to do with right. operation. So you not that that you know is ever right. happened. Well, if it is a right. complaint, it's 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 on us. They come to know? the event. Like the venue is great, but the food sucked or something, and you're like, wait a minute, we're we're not the food. Yeah, because um, we are just the venue and the coordinators. So I think it's just a package deal having either every, way. Yeah. yeah. Having to know you're going to work 24 seven thick skin and build a great team around you and really trust those people and, you know, make a really nice working relationship. So when you pass your couples on to the next, you know, vendor, whether it's photographer or caterer, you know, all will be well. And if it's not, then there's some accountability from the vendor to me, you know, and vice versa, like they expect things from us too. So I'm curious, do you envision a time where you're not going to be working weddings? You would love that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I, you know, I, I just feel more comfortable if I'm here yeah. in case there's like a circuit breaker that blows or something like that. I can, you know, take care of the problem if it arrives or if there's a plumbing problem or something that I know I can fix most of those issues and I need I know the property better than and than anybody at this point so I just feel better if I'm not here and there's a wedding going on I'm nervous I can't rest so I might as well just be here and I'll just be down hanging out the stables in case there's an emergency you know right but it is nice I mean just even during those events we talk to the families we talk to the guests and it's good 
exposure and experience for us to talk to them. And and we, I mean, that part of it, we love like just mingling with people. We love that. Yeah. It's more of the take out of the trash. And <laughs> it's a lot of trash, a lot of trash. And I try to recycle, which I think that's to see the recycling, yeah. you know, and we have the bins, the blue bins for recycling and people just Please don't, recycle. I have to get, I have to have the DJ remind people that the blue bin is for the recycling. The other one is for the trash. Because, you know, you see the number, the volume of cans and bottles and stuff, and it it starts to weigh on you heavily about your impact on the environment, you know. So I, I'm picking through the trash half the night to take, hey, you know, this is recyclable, this is recyclable, you know. And it lessens the amount of trash going to the landfill, and then the rest goes to the, you know, recycle bin. Because these are finite amounts of materials that we have, you know. So, yeah, plastics, you know, all that yeah, no, it's very true, and especially with a, with a, an event venue where you've got cans, you know, beer cans, soda cans, bottles, you know, whatever. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I wish Florida would do the five cent return law. You know, it would clean up not only you know our landfills, it would it would it would you know clean up our whole community. You wouldn't see cans and bottles you know laying around because they're five or ten cents a bottle. People would you know do a little side biz and pick them all up. They would go thrown out the side of the road. I was going to say, so in Florida, they, they don't have a sort of like credit or anything like that. No, they have recyclable pickup, but that's, that's about it. It goes to the city and then they. So it's some of our venues we have, cause we operate a couple of venues here in California and we have, we've actually opened it up to some different people who come in and they'll come in after the event and they'll grab all the recycling and they'll take it to the dump, but they'll also sort through the trash. And because that's a whole, I mean, it's in bulk, Joe, you're yeah. talking about, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, a couple hundred cans each time. Yeah. Yeah. Or if not more, yeah, several hundred. Yeah. yeah. And if you have back-to-back weddings, I mean, yeah, just the volume. The sheer like volume. It. I like that they're doing that. Yeah. And I know the other, there's a lot of other states that have the but, you know, the same idea. California, New York is a big one. Maine, yeah. they're all very, you know, recyclable oriented. Yeah. 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 So let's go to kind of the marketing portion. Like, how are you marketing? How are you getting the word out there about the venue? Is it something that people are driving by or do you really have to market it heavily to kind of get exposure for the property? Yeah, we're yeah. really tucked away. So we don't have like any frontage. No foot traffic, no Other than the bikers, yeah. bikers and horse people that go to the state park. So we are kind of nestled down along dirt road and our neighbor is a state park. So unless you're intentionally coming to the state park, you probably wouldn't pass the venue, which is a positive um, in the way that it's quiet um, for noise. People don't have to worry about honking cars and all of that. You won't hear that out here, nor will you see big apartment buildings. So in that respect, it's a positive, but it it is challenging. So it's kind of one of those things where I said, if I could get people here, you know, I know that they'll, they'll love, love it. it. Yeah. So marketing has been kind of one of those things that I always use this analogy, like you just throw noodles at yeah. the wall and whatever what sticks. Stick. <laughs> we do the, we do the wedding wire. Sometimes the you don't know, you know, we've, we've, teamed up with some local associations in Florida. Um, you know, and you just have to be mindful of what's working and where your referrals are generating and if it's, you know, converting to a booking. So, you know, some of those associations that I've been a part of have been tremendous in our success. And other ones, I, you know, you just kind of look back over the year and you say, okay, that really wasn't very advantageous for us to continue that. Although it's a great organization, probably not great for us. You know, it's hard because we're New Smyrna and our biggest um, competitor is Orlando. So a lot of the associations are geared towards Orlando. Orlando. So to get people kind of to New Smyrna, um, and we are we are Orlando's beach. So New Smyrna is Orlando's beach, but some people just want to get married over there. So some of those associations are more geared towards the Orlando market. Yeah. So, you know, we just have to kind of do a look back. You know, we pay for this and pay for that and see what works. I mean, and the bigger stuff, the wedding wire and the knot seem to work well um, for us. But our biggest thing has been word of mouth. I think yeah, just, word of mouth. Yeah, we've had relatives and friends of people and we do some we do some charity events out yeah. here so people come out for that event and they'll be like oh my gosh i didn't oh our, here's a good story our, our snake our pest control guy what they an intruder 
our pest control. He's actually he's a basketball friend of mine. I played with him for years, and he's uh, he's a snake wrangler and raccoons and you know, kind of the nasty type vermins that are in Florida. And uh, there was a, a huge rattlesnake that was down in the field, and I was just down there, you know, mowing. I saw this huge snake, and I called him because he's like, you know, the guy to call. It's only happened one time. The thing was huge. It was like six foot. <laughs> so I called I called Johnny and uh, John Noel, and uh, I said, hey, I took a picture of it. He's like, don't kill it. It's a beautiful creature. He loves, you know, he loves all the wildlife and everything. So I said, well come out here. And he's like, I'll come out and grab it. You know, you're my buddy. So I won't charge you because normally it's like $300. Um, he's like, I'll come out and get it. I'll relocate it for you. I said, beautiful. So he comes out and I've known him for years for the basketball and he's newly engaged, but I didn't, you know, I didn't think of anything. He just knows me as basketball Joe. So he comes out and he's like, what's going on? What is this place? He's looking around like it's a prank. And I was like, it's a wedding venue. He's like, I was like, the snake's over here. He's like, what do you mean wedding venue? And his fiance, it was, it was right up her alley, you know, nature and barn and beautiful and quiet is, and he's like, she'll love it. Ash, she'll love it. And I said, well, bring her out sometime. Well, let's go take care of the snake. And then he, did. he brought her out like a couple days later and they ended up, you know, getting married here, which was just great because I was concerned about the snake and, you know, he ended up wanting to get married here. So that's incredible. Again, going back to this, like you're so the two of you are are connected with the couples, the guests. And so it's it's interesting because you're able, I think, to get a more honest perspective on what's working in terms of marketing versus if you're just looking at it, like if you put it on a form, where did you hear about us? Right. Last click attribution, like what like people are like online, like I ask couples all the time who tour, where did you see us? Oh, I was searching online. It's like, well, yes, of course you were. (laughs) <laughs> how exactly and we, you know and what was the what was the thing that really put you over the edge was it the beautiful instagram pictures was it your slogan right like what um was it your friend who got married or did you you know so that that makes so much sense yeah. um in terms of marketing in terms of getting your name out into the community do you are there some kind of best practices for things that you've seen work or or, or is it those community events is it like if there's only one or two things that you could do and you had to get rid of some of the other ones what would some of those be so definitely our charity events are huge we can draw in larger crowds than maybe a wedding um but i do i do think staying um active on social media i mean i would say that that's our our next one i mean just have a little story constantly posting reminding people that we're here. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I I think we're pretty well known in this area now, but you know, then there's that bride and she just for, suddenly forgets, you know, so you just want to stay on the forefront of everyone's brain. Like we're still here. We're still here. Hey, we're here. We're here. So, you know, we just try to stay very active um, on all of those social media platforms. And then oh, yeah. those, social media is so big. These yeah. Days, it's hard to, and then doing those charity events where we can draw in, you know, maybe our, the, I think our rough kind of average guest count at a wedding is 100. These charity events can draw in over 300 people from everywhere too, you know, not just this market, but, you know, maybe West Palm and and Orlando and a little bit of Jacksonville. So we're getting a wide variety of, um, so I think that they're, they're pretty crucial to our success. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to go there next and you, created a beautiful segue for it. Where are you getting a lot of your um, clients locally? Or is this more something kind of, you have a more statewide reach? Do you have a lot of out-of-state guests or, or clients? I've had a few we, out-of-state guests. We have a lot of out-of-state, but I think, um, you know, those are maybe five a year, but it's still wild because it's like Washington State. Yeah, and then I'm really like, are. you hear about us? But their parents uh, retired and they live in Houston, <laughs> we're not. You know, so they're like what, looking for wedding venues and the parents come out of, yeah. of the bride and groom, you know, they're, they they come out and check it out. So but we should have Georgia. Yeah. Had all, we've had all over the place. Yeah. New York, a lot of New York or New Jersey. Yeah. They have family and we've had Miami and Miami's four hours away. Yeah. I've had them drive up just because they want to get out of Miami. I think that would be my most surprising market is South Florida for us. Um 
we have so many couples from like West Palm and just South Florida. And, you know, we're two, three hours North of there. Yeah. So I asked couples, I'm like, you know, how did you find us? And, and, you know, why are you choosing here? And, you know, to some degree, it's like a different destination vacation space to get them out of there. And I think, um, you know, price point. South Florida is a little bit more expensive or a lot. So is Orlando. Um, yeah. Right. And so is Orlando. So we're a little bit of a different price point. So I think that that's helpful. But it was surprising. I really thought our market was going to be Orlando. But it seems, other than local, it seems our next biggest is South Florida. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Moving to pricing and, you know, then to kind of operations and how you're doing some of those, some of those different things. How did you determine pricing? Did you keep the pricing that the the previous owner had? Did you change things? Uh, talk, talk me through that. Yeah, we kind of kept it as is um, that the previous owner had. And I think we also looked at, you know, our market, what's around us. And we're pretty in par with them. So I think we just kind of- Venues. Right. Um, we, we did apples to apples. Yeah. We're not a ballroom um, and we're not the beach. So we kind of kept- what was standard for this area we did create a bundle which has been exceptionally well received by all people i think a lot of people come in and they couples come in and they just don't want to find the dj and don't want to figure out the photographer and they're just just tell me holly who do you like and what would you do um so i did team up with some of the best um in my opinion photographers and our service our service and florists yeah yeah and well that we yeah. Yeah. And not only their talent, but also, you know, their, their attitude and their whole demeanor, because I, you know, I try to explain to couples, you're going to be dealing with these people over the next year. And so you don't want to deal with crankpot over here. You want to deal with positive, happy people and people that have your best interest at heart. So I didn't only look for talent, although obviously that is important, but also people that I would want to deal with on a daily basis. So I think, um, that bundle, has you know kind of catapulted us and moved us along a lot faster just developing that and then everybody the feedback from the bundle has just been you know each couple they just love the the bar service they love the photographers they love the dj and it just kind of helps relieve us of some of that stress where you know the food and we've and we've partnered with caterers but i didn't necessarily put that in my price but i did make a bundle price to include um the dj and the photographer so it's helpful. Yeah. And and just I know from experience, if you've got a great vendor team, that definitely takes stress off of you as an owner. <laughs> you, you're, you're like, oh, it's, you know, the two of you are sitting there going, oh, it's, it's Stan. It's, you know, it's whoever else. Oh, they're going to crush it. They're great. I can, you know, get on the phone with somebody for an hour and not think that something's going to. You're blind at ease knowing that you've got the a team that you're familiar with and they're year. familiar with the yeah. space i mean you're not having to recreate the wheel this is where this happened you know they just know the space you know like, the value is there too because the volume that we're giving you know the photographer the dj you know they're giving us a better rate so the couple is yeah more affordable for the couple because if they they and they do they look around and they'll they'll look at the bundle then they'll go and try to piecemeal these things together and be like, oh my gosh, a, a photographer can go from fifteen hundred to thirty five or and up, right? And same with a DJ, and they're like, what? Well, and our price is kind of yeah locked in with them because they know that we're we're going to give them preferred business, so they give us a, a good rate, keeps the price down for the overall. Yeah, that that's huge. That's such a great idea for blank canvas venues, you know, because you want to give, you want to say, hey, you can go call other vendors, but like, or, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love that. Do whatever you want, or <laughs> I like that. So, so, yeah. so in in terms of volume, are you guys doing you know under fifty, above fifty? Are you over a hundred? Kind of where are you at? Where do you want to be? So, from a financial standpoint, I wanted to be. The goal was to do about thirty, thirty-five weddings a year. Um, that was to kind of put our minds at ease. That would sort of pay the bills and. And, um, you know, give some extra money. But in that first year, I think we did about 65. So we doubled it. <laughs> yeah. And then we just. That was COVID too. Right. Uh, yeah. But we were, we're open air. You can open 
you know, yeah. all the doors in the barn right. and people can stay outside. I mean, to kind of go back, that was kind of the other part of this is we got married in February of 2020. And in June, so when everything shut down is when I'm turning and telling him, hey, we're going to buy this event venue where people all come together. <laughs> it yeah, is, during it COVID, space. I was like, yeah, good stuff. This is going to be great, right? <laughs> uh, so that was, I had to do a little bit more pitching to him, but I was like, it's going to work. It's going to work. Um, but so, yeah, so we've definitely exceeded our goal. We're not quite to a hundred, but I don't know if we want to. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that we want to be like a wedding meal. Yeah. We still want to be intimate and special. And if you yeah. start cranking out thousands, then it's, yeah. I think it loses something, you know? Yeah. And the two of you are doing it. I mean, do you live on property? No. Okay. Close by maybe 10 minutes or less yeah. away. But there is a house on the property. There that, is a house. Yeah. yeah. That the guys kind of use as their quarters, but. We don't live here. Two houses, the groom's quarters yeah. and the bridal suite. Yeah. It's the separate houses. Do you do overnights there? Like, can people stay if they want to come in on a Friday and leave it on, on a Sunday? I've done it for, like, uh, maybe just a smaller wedding party if they wanted to stay on property. It's not but- my favorite thing because it kind of prices us out, too. Because then you have to give the people the venue for two days. As opposed to if I had a Friday wedding and a Saturday wedding. Um, yeah, it gets to be tough. It's, if it was yeah. like a financially Tuesday no. and they wanted to stay through Wednesday and we don't have any, yeah, that would be different. I would but, care. you know, when it's on a weekend, you know, you can't have two different parties here. And well, and people ask that all the time. And I'm always like, well, you can, but you have to be out at 8 a.m. And I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have to figure when. Or, or you got to pay the price of both days. Yeah, which right. then jumps it kind of into a new yeah. yeah. I'd still be nervous. I mean, we have done it a couple of times, but all night I can't sleep because I don't know what's going on here. You know. <laughs> yeah, if they're wild, wild partiers, and yeah, staying the night was not party here. The party never. Yeah, that's the other. Thing. After the wedding, if their wedding party is or there's a group of people still hanging out, yeah, it's technically over. But since they're spending the night, then the party can continue. And then we have no idea what's going on. So it would be too much, yeah, it's <laughs> nerve wracking. So, but we have it done. has happened. Yeah. There's some it's quiet, not- mellower type, you know, smaller, smaller yeah. parties. We have let them stay here, you know, on a Sunday when there's nothing going on on a Monday, you know. Yeah. That makes that, sense. They just love it, you know, which is a compliment <laughs> that they want to be here that much more, you know, they want to have more time here, which is a compliment yeah. in itself, you know. Holly, you said something about the difficult, and Joe, I think you were kind of echoing it as well, just about the difficulty or, or maybe the things that are difficult about owning the property because people are going to give their opinion and their feedback. Yeah. And like, I personally am really stoked about that saloon. I mean, I'm going to be thinking about that thing. I'm going to, you know, if I come to Florida. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Big old chandelier hanging from no, the center. Yeah, it's going to be neat. Yeah. So, I mean, that sounds so cool, but you might have someone and, and, that feels good, right? Because you're like, I'm, you know, I, I'll, I'll look at that play, I'll tour, and I'll be like, oh my goodness, this is amazing, and like that feels good. But then equally, there might be someone that goes, well, look at this, like this kind of look. Uh, who thought that this would be a good idea? And you're like, damn, that that was me, like. And then I'd be. But hurt. so then you know that not everyone is your client. You don't want everyone to be your client. You. If I was doing the tour and somebody were to look at the saloon and say, that looks like some hillbilly back, <laughs> some, I would just know they're not our people. Um, and just, you know, obviously continue on with the tour, but you, you can very quickly tell who you, who your people are, who's, who's in love with the property. Um, you know, you can't let it upset you, but yeah. And you don't, and truthfully, you don't want every client. I mean, there's, there are some people that you're like, yeah, the next venue would be great for you. <laughs> if we don't think we can make them happy, right? then we're like, well, you know, maybe. This isn't, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. And, and, and that's great because that, you know, the selling style is a little bit more relaxed, right? Because you don't, you're, you're not trying to convince them. You're kind of almost vetting them to see if, there yeah. so and that energy feels different in the tour i'm sure yeah, yeah. we're definitely not high pressures sign out book here i mean do i love it when they do that sure but do i know when they leave here and they go somewhere else they're not necessarily going to get us they're not going to get our space so nine times out of ten they come back um our conversion ratio is very high so that's 
speaks volumes um, to our space and and us. But yeah, it's definitely low pressure. Just we want everyone to be happy because on the flip side, like Joe said, um, you know, we our reviews, our Google reviews help kind of keep us moving forward. And so if we're promising something that we're not, or if we're, oh yeah, we hate the Siloon too, you know, if we're kind of engaging in those conversations about things that people do not like, and we're not kind of saying, well, this is the way that it is here. Then on the back end, I mean, not only do you have unhappy people, but I mean, they could leave bad reviews and our reviews are really excellent. I think we're, we're finding our right clientele. I think that's important. That is getting nice though, the Siloon. I'm telling you, it's going to Oh, and majority of people are going to so excited. Yeah. You know, all walks of life, wherever they are, it's got to be cool. I'm sold. I've already, I'm married. I've been coming up on my 11th wedding anniversary. I'm, we're, I want to check that out. That sounds so cool. Um, so I'm, again, kind of with that similar theme of telling yourselves, your, your past selves, you know, some, some hints or some tips or things like that. Were there influential, resources that really made a difference in your journey up to this point, whether it's podcasts, whether it's uh, maybe local consultants, uh, maybe web, a website designer, or maybe a friend, or maybe like, who are those influential people? And maybe who should, you know, if you were giving counsel to someone who was in your position a couple of years back, who would you encourage them to lean into as far as seeking out advice for and kind of understanding how to continue growing the business? Lukash. Yeah. Well, we ha we have friends that are um, wedding venue owners. owners here locally, and so that helps. That does help because we can bounce things off of them. Um, we've been to weddings and we've been to some of the surrounding area venues, um, and everywhere we go, our trip to Georgia, we look at a barn or we look at yeah. what somebody's done at a at a vineyard at a winery. Um, off in New York or Georgia, and they're like, "Well, we're like that's really beautiful," and we kind of try to take. And there's some forums, forums that I would tell people to kind of follow, whether they're on Facebook or just in, you know, your local area, just to get, um, you know, some growing pains that people have experienced. I mean, you kind of want that because none of us are recreating the wheel here. We're all just, you know, kind of figuring it out to some degree as you go, because each couple is so, it's such an individualized event. Um, but for the most part, you know, just kicking off. Yeah. Forums, other venue owners are excellent sources. That's been probably key to us. Yeah. Um, and our, our own customers, any feedback that they've yeah. given us positive or negative. Yeah. And in fact, the negative is so probably more motivating or I don't know, I wouldn't say motivating. Because it hurts, but it <laughs> it's more of a when you have a negative. Somebody says something negative about the property. It's more of a call to action. Like, yeah, all right. Well, you know, if we hear the same thing a couple times, we're like, all right, let's fix that. Let's yeah. let's do something different there. You know, yeah. The the feedback loop is really short. You hear, hey, we need this, or it'd be so cool if there was X, and then you can kind of react to that. I've got two more questions today, uh, just just before we wrap. I'm curious about kind of competition, and I know there's been a lot of people, I I've just heard across the United States, there's been a lot more venues that have opened. Um, and so have you felt, yeah. have you, I I've heard that there are a lot of venues that open, have you felt the impact of new venues opening in your market or not so much? So the competition just in a five mile radius, I think there's probably five barns. So competition is tough and that's just five miles. I mean, if I expand that out, it gets even more and that's just barn style. Um, so that is tough. I, um, because we're friends with other venue owners, you know, there are slower months and I feel like I tend to panic a little bit more, even even though we're fine. It's just the nature of the beast. And you kind of look back at previous years the same time and you want to be the exact same or better. Um, but, you know, I don't think it has really impacted us, the newer venues that have opened. But I only know that too, because I talk to other venues and I'm like, hey, do you have, you know, 
are you slow on tours? Are you slow on bookings? Are you, you know, are your doors blowing off? So it gives us um, some real time comparison. Um, but thankfully for us, we've kind of maintained the course and the course has been better than expected and better than desired. So we're happy. And also we don't have an expectation of a hundred weddings a year. Could we do it? Yeah. Would we maybe sacrifice some quality? Possibly. And I don't think that we're in a position to do that. So I think we're so comfortable in just maintaining. Um, you know, we still have a personal life. We're still able to get away and go on little vacations, but yet we're able to maintain the property and keep every event happy. Um, so I haven't seen a slowdown yet, um, but we definitely have a lot of competition around us. Yeah, which, we've heard about new ones popping up yeah. within an hour or less. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so many people see the profitability in the wedding industry. And so I hear all the time, oh, all I have to do is buy a piece of property and slap a barn on it and I'm good. And I'm like, how about it? It's yeah. not that easy. It is not that easy. And I wish them all the best, but I hear that all the time. I, I think, think once, yeah. And I think once some of these new ones get up and running and see yeah. that there's a lot of work involved and, you know, Just, to come out, of, to come out ahead, the investment of the property and all that. The marketing, the getting the people, yeah, the getting your name out yeah. there. I mean, it's a, it's, it's kind of like a restaurant. If you survive the first couple of years, yeah. then you'd probably be good, but it's going to be tough to survive. But we're staying, I think we're always making improvements like the Siloon. We're always looking at ways to like, even if there is the competitor that pops up, we're keeping all of our same great stuff, but we're adding you know, silence. We're adding undercover ceremony site because right now it's exposed. It's an outdoor ceremony site. Um, we're putting up a per like a giant pergola, like a pole barn, but really yeah. nice. So we're just but always trying to improve for ourselves and our clients to just add that extra value that maybe they're not getting at that new venue. We put a pond in. <laughs> so much. Yeah, a pond with a nice LED fountain. There's bass in there. It's really, yeah. We lined the back wall with stone with yes. like, you know, big flat stone. So it's real pretty photo op. And there's a bridge. The bridge was just sitting in the backwoods. So we put it over like a little stream that goes down to the yeah. pond. So we've done every time. And the couples say that too, is like every time they come here, if they hadn't been here since they initially toured, then they come for their, you know, one of the month, uh, you know, design appointment. Um, they're like, oh my gosh, that wasn't your last time yeah. here. This was a, this is new, and we're constantly trying to make it, you know, prettier, you know, nicer, new fencing, you know, yeah, um, stuff like that. What what's our other project? The beer crowd. Oh, we have a dog. We have a mini donkey that carries beers in a in a yeah. satchel. It's an insulated satchel cooler. Saddlebag. Yeah, it's a saddlebag. <laughs> yeah. So, and he's a mini dog that we got and uh he just walks around Williams, he just walk he just walks around with beer and his satchels that's you know so. <laughs> and a carriage our carriage uh we had a nine passenger vis-a-vis like an amish carriage but a like a limousine a very beautiful uh it was white and red and it um it was a great photo op and people would just take pictures climb up sit on it take a take picture um and it got blown over and wrecked in the hurricanes. So it got destroyed. It broke the axle. So we're looking at a new one of those because um, right now we don't have one. Well, we're combating competition by yeah. always improving. I love that. I love that. You know, that's something cool. I think it's interesting. If you buy a venue with the expectation that you're going to do 100 weddings a year and you, you spec it out like that, and you say, okay, a hundred weddings a year at $10,000 a wedding is a million dollars a year. And then you right. buy into a property at those kind of metrics. So you say, okay, I'm gonna buy a $2 million or $3 million property. And then you have that as your financials and you have a balloon payment or whatever it is based on that scenario. That really puts insane pressure on you to do that versus what you're doing, right? Which is kind of like you, you buy the property and I don't know how much you bought it for, but like you buy it and then you're slowly adding things. There's appreciation that's happening. You're getting that reputation. You're continuing the reputation. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It's yeah. Less stress. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. You don't want a huge, huge overhead and yeah, you know, so, cause you're right. If you do the math and it looks great on a calculator, but you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's yeah. not necessarily going to happen that way. You might only do 20 and you slotted yourself for a hundred. 
And that's some of these new venues. They're going to spend yeah. a lot of money building them because lumber, all your, your, your metals, your lumber, all your building materials have doubled, tripled yeah. since, you know. It takes your joy out of it too. Now you're not having fun. Now it's not joyful now. I mean, it's just numbers, numbers, numbers. And our couples don't get that feel from us. I don't think any of them would say they're definitely our They couples. definitely will never yeah. feel like a number. I mean, I know you want to probably wrap this up, but we were just in New York and we had run into someone that we knew in Florida, but only, how did you know him? From, an, from a doctor. A retired guy. He's yeah. um, short story. Oh, short story. Yeah. So we're <laughs> up in New York. I know him from Florida, a little tiny Ormond Beach, Florida near Daytona. And I knew him from years ago at Gold's Gym and I saw him at a doctor's office. I was in there calling and and he's like, I know you. I was like, I know you too. And then we we compared notes. He's like, oh, I was Gold Gym 10 years ago. I was like, good to see you, you know? And then we're up in New York. We're at the Finger Lakes. And I was like, we were getting ice cream. And I was like, hey, I know that guy. And I went to, I knocked down his car door and he's, he looks at me like, hey, I know you. And then we did the whole thing. And he's like, but you're not supposed to be in New York. You're supposed to be in Florida. Right. So we get to talk and we go to ice cream with him and his wife. They're both 80-year-old grandparents. And then we were talking about our venue. What do you do? They asked. And I said, we own a wedding venue, a wedding venue in New Smyrna Beach. He's like, you're kidding. Which one? They're like, which one? We're like, Betty Ranch Ranch. She's like. Then the mother, the got, grandmother said. Grandpa, the grandkids got married here. And they had pictures of inside our house. But the, but what, where I was going with that was they were like, oh, our granddaughter, Andrea. And I was like, oh, and Joe? And they were like, yes. So it's. They're not just a number. We remember them. We know them. And it had been, I think, two years prior. But still, you know, we knew them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. And then we, Holly was looking at her phone at the pictures of the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. So it's keeping it, yeah. Keeping it. Small keeping, world. Keeping it small enough where everybody's still a couple. You still love them. You still enjoy them. You remember them. You're so happy for them. And not that, you know, wedding, too many weddings where you're like, Andrea who? Yeah. And you're just grinding it out to make that yeah. mortgage payment or yeah. Still having fun. We're <laughs> still enjoying that makes so much sense. Well, it's been so much fun to talk to the two of you today. I'm excited to to showcase you know your venue on the podcast and and put links and everything. If people want to connect with you, what's the best place for them to reach out to you? So call or text me. So our number's online, but if you need it, it's 386-679-0166, or you can email us. Um, I have my phone with me all the time, so please, you know, just contact Bet us. Ranch Ranch. At gmail. At gmail.com. Awesome. Very cool. I ask everyone two questions, two pretty basic questions at the end of every episode. What's your least favorite part and what's your most favorite part of venue ownership? And I know we talked over some of these, but if you just had to think of like single most favorite, Joe for you, Holly for you, what what are those? Then my favorite is for sure the bride walking down the procession to the ceremony site. Um, I have goosebumps every time. Yeah, that is my most favorite moment. Um, I wish I could like bottle up all those goosebumps and just—it's amazing. And it's every couple. It's it's awesome. What it is? Um, well, I'm I'm a notary, so I do some of the weddings. I perform the ceremony too, free of charge, which is nice because sometimes they don't know who's going to do it, and I always offer that. But um, I've seen grooms cry and yeah. and then they get me choked up. But it's my favorite part. That's awesome. Least favorite. Least favorite is clean up. Yard recycling work. and trash. <laughs> yard recycling work. and trash. Nobody can separate the recycling. Yeah. The yard <laughs> they get a few drinks in them and that recycling symbol seems to be like, you know, blue ancient hieroglyphics <laughs> or something, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe, uh, Holly. It's been so wonderful chatting with both of you and... Um, this is, this has been a lot of fun. Go check out Bendy Brand Ranch, Branch Ranch, ah, Bendy Branch Ranch, tongue twister. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll talk to you guys real soon. Thanks so much for coming on.